From the Jesuits of Canada and the United States, this is AMDG. I'm Mike Jordan-Lasky. Here's a list of famous comedians who all have at least one thing in common that's relevant to this podcast. Bob Newhart, Bill Murray, Bob Hope, Chris Farley, George Carlin, Amy Poehler, Conan O'Brien, Stephen Colbert, Steve Carell, Dan Aykroyd, John Leguizamo, John Candy, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Jim Gaffigan, Janine Garofalo, John Mulaney. Did you guess? They all have a Catholic background in some way or another. Some were raised Catholic and then left the church. Some are still practicing Catholics today or practiced throughout their lives. Bob Hope was a famous convert to Catholicism thanks to his devout wife, Dolores. I've always wondered why so many Catholics, including a bunch of Jesuit high school and college alumni, are comedians. What is it about the faith that leads performers down this road? My guest today is uniquely qualified to reflect on this question. Father Jake Martin is a Jesuit priest. He's also a stand-up comedian with a deep background in theater, improv comedy, and the study of film. After completing his PhD in film studies at Trinity College Dublin earlier this year, Father Jake is now teaching film at Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles. He also writes about culture for America Magazine, and it was a recent piece in America on the Catholic comedian Jim Gaffigan that led me to reach out to Father Jake for this interview. Jim Gaffigan, who's an alum of Georgetown University, has never been shy about including his Catholicism in his stand-up comedy performances. But his most recent special, titled Dark Pale, takes the religiosity to a whole new level. Like, there's a segment in the performance when Gaffigan just tells the story of Our Lady of Guadalupe and St. Juan Diego. There's no big punchline or payoff. He just tells the story in his own clever way. But it felt like it could have been a homily, or at least a talk at a parish mission. I asked Father Jake about Gaffigan, and for his own theories about why there are so many Jesuit-educated Catholic comedians out there. We also talked about Father Jake's own background as a performer, and how he integrates his identities as priest and comedian into a single, unified person. It was such a fun conversation, and I think you'll really enjoy getting to know Father Jake. You can subscribe to AMDG wherever you get podcasts. And thanks for joining us. Well, Father Jake Martin, welcome to AMDG. Thanks so much for taking the time. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. It's great to be here. Uh, thanks for inviting me. No, I'm excited to talk to you. I have been um, following your work for a while and finally got a, around to inviting you on. Uh, the, the, your work kind of at the confluence of a lot of different um, interesting currents, including, well, faith, certainly, as a Jesuit and someone interested in those issues, comedy as an actor, comedian, improv actor, uh, as a scholar. Uh, so there's a, lo a lot of ways we could go when, mm -hmm. when talking about those things and I could do a whole series. Um, but I wanted to start by asking you about a, a recent piece you wrote um, on a special by the stand-up comedian Jim Gaffigan, who has become like one of the more prominent comedians in the United States period and is also like mm -hmm. a pretty outspoken, comfortably Catholic person. Mm -hmm. And that makes its way into a lot of his comedy and including this special mm -hmm. in some really interesting ways. So I guess we could start by maybe like when you were watching that, what made you think like, oh, I really want to kind of write about this? What was going on there that grabbed your attention? 
Yeah, yeah. So I've been, you know, as 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 you know, sort of following comedy, I, I, I've you know sort of been aware of of, of Gaffigan for quite some time. Um, and then I, I suppose it was about I don't even know now eight years ago or so. Um, I wrote a piece. Uh, he had a show, a new uh, a sitcom, the Jim Gaffigan show that that, that came out, and and. I wrote about that. So I sort of dug a little deeper and also the fact that he is, as you say, overtly Catholic sort of had piqued my interest. Um, and so, yeah. So then uh, looking at this show, this most recent special, uh, which I believe is called uh, Dark Pale, um, I, I think I was, it, it, what what really struck me in particular was this sort of the movement into sort of a, a darker sort of uh milieu especially um early in the set sort of um just talking about um uh topics and issues and 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 particularly death for for a, a, a significant portion of the time and just like sort of post covid or by post i don't necessarily mean done but after covid sort of reality that we live in and, and society and sort of looking at those things. And it was just, it, yeah, it was just a bit um, uh, harsher or, or, or darker than, than what I was used to. And a little bit, there was a little bit more weight to what he does. And I, and I like his humor. I've always liked his humor and, and, and I still do, but the, but the sort of the thing with, with him is he's always, you know, sort he's, he's never going to, you know, his, his part of his shtick is that he doesn't try to alienate or isolate or do anything with his audience. He, he, you know, he plays from a place of, you know, we would say in comedy, very low status. You know, he's, he's the, I think I refer to it in the, you know, he's kind of like the schlub and that's his thing. And, and um, so to sort of be a bit more, um, uh, 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 yeah, d- darker or 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 pointed in his in his in his jokes and references and comedy. It it, it struck me, um, and so that was sort of where I was like, yeah, there's there's something here. Um, there's been a, a bit of a transformation um, and development, I suppose, in in his in his comedy. While at the same time. Um, He's also become, you know, this significant comedic voice in, in, in American culture. Yeah, I it was, you know, it's interesting to, to watch that and to hear him talking about funerals, you know, and other mm-hmm. because, again, like some of the most famous stuff he was known for before is like his riffs, like on Hot Pockets and fast food mm-hmm. and like and yeah. like and his kids and, you know, this again, the family mm-hmm. man, like the Homer Simpson American mm-hmm. schlub who you like you root yeah. for and kind of yeah. relate to. And then he also he has this device he uses or he has like a kind of a voice of like the audience kind of being skeptical mm-hmm. maybe of him or like mm-hmm. um, that he uses to to great effect. And um, but, yeah, it does feel like I, that he kind of went into that. But again, in a way that wasn't definitely not like angry or dark, like some no, classically no. angry, dark comics. But at the same time, yeah. maybe challenging people who are used to feeling like kind of comfortable at his shows. But, yeah. like, but he did. He like hit on some of the mm-hmm. if not like mm-hmm. partisan political stuff like some of the things mm-hmm. about like the way that we've been living together and choices that have been made um kind of in this kind of pandemic world um uh, so w- yeah what, what of those um which of those points in particular did you did you find most effective and and yeah you know? yeah i i mean i would say it like and i think you you hit hit it on the head there's there's still nothing you know he's he's really um 
so good at, at even in this sort of, I, I would call it more of a tonal shift than anything. Like he just sort of gently moves to another level without really, yeah, making anybody too uncomfortable, um, uh, certainly in the audience and what have you. I, and I would say that, yeah, it, 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 it it's neat to see um, as a comedian, but I think for anybody to just sort of see like him, this, this sort of um, movement into sort of a little bit more of a reveal of how intelligent he is, but only, you know, sort of gl- glimpses, like, like the whole, his whole piece is, is just, you know, really well, well constructed. And so obviously there's a, there's a really, as I think I write in the piece, he's a much smarter than uh, he ever lets on, but, but he allows that a little bit more. And, and yeah, and it is interesting how he managed, especially at the beginning of the piece when he's like wearing a mask and, and then he takes it off and, and he just really manages to, to go in deep uh, into, you know, such a polarizing <laughs> for um, uh, symbol, uh, you know, the, 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 the mask and, and all that it stands for it on, on either side. Uh, and really sort of be able to call out sort of both sides, like absurdity with the whole thing, you know, like the absurdness and, and really somehow not managing like, yeah, like sort of, you know, make, make you a little bit maybe um, aware of your, of your, of your own absurd behavior at times over the past, you know, three years or what have you. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a really, um, it, it, it takes a lot of, uh, it takes a lot of intelligence to to um, to make his the points the way he does without ever making you without really making you um, feel um, uh, uh, accused or 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 yeah uncomfortable. Um, and he again has always talked about like his family's Catholicism growing up, the kind of cultural Catholicism mm-hmm. his jokes about, you know, imagine like growing up with the Pope, you know, someone who becomes, mm-hmm. a, turns out to be Pope. In this show, the the segment that I just like had to stop and like really like kind of think about, mm-hmm. and I'm still not sure what I make of it yet, is he takes it this whole aside, like, I don't know, it's like at least five minutes, if not mm-hmm. more of the set, the hour long set too tell the story of Juan Diego and Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yes, yes, I keep kept waiting for there to be like a big punchline or joke about Mm -hmm. it. And it's it's funny the way he kind of describes Mm -hmm. it, but as if he's just telling the story. You could Mm -hmm. see him telling a very similar version at like Mm -hmm. some sort of uh, like a parish mission, like around Our Lady of Guadalupe. Like it just is, this is the story of Juan Diego and how Our Lady of Guadalupe appeared to him and how he had to go to the bishop and bring the message. Mm And he mm-hmm. just tells that story. And that to me, well, it's unlike anything I had seen from him. What was your take on that particular uh, part of the set? Oh, it was, it was, I, I just thought it was, it was one, I mean, as you said, there was not, yeah, there was no sort of huge sort of um, payoff, so to speak, comedically, but the telling of the story and then just sort of getting into the, you know, like going to the bishop, yeah, Our Lady says she wants, you know, a, you to build a church closer to where I live. Like just that whole, whole thing of, of, of it just sort of how he um, unpacks the, the, the whole hagiography or the whole mythology of, of Guadalupe and, and, and can find these clever nuggets without at the same time, though, denigrating any of it, you know, he never denigrates the iconography. Yeah. And like you say, is able to like for an audience of, you know, what, 
30,000 or I don't even know, thousands of people, uh, secular uh, audience to, to sort of, yeah, go through about five minutes just talking about Our Lady of God, you know, telling that narrative. Um, yeah, which, as you said, could easily fit into, um, yeah, any sort of more uh, traditionally like, yeah, church, church sort of setting. Um, yeah, no, it was it was terrific. And again, a way of, um, you know, you don't want to give it, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, this is this is uh, catechizing, but but at the same time, allowing that part of his faith, um, you know, just um, signaling it in, in such a way like this is a part of who I am and, and in no way, yeah, denigrating it. It just matter of factly telling the storytelling it in, in with with the um, with the same, you know, with the same sort of cleverness that he speaks about, you know, and, and endearing um, sort of um, criti- criticism that he would speak of his family and, and his wife and, and children. You know, it's just right. a part of who he is. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's just that's such an interesting choice, you know, because again, like the other, the stories about like, there's so many of those comedians and we could talk about some of them who talk about their like their Catholic upbringing, you know, and their family mm-hmm. or like going to mass or John Mulaney, mm-hmm. who also went as Jesuit educated a couple of times mm-hmm. has a whole bit about going to mass for the first time since they changed the responses, you know, after they mm-hmm. uh, ended the oh, English yeah, liturgy. Yeah, and yeah, so, like, okay. Yeah. So like the kind of fish out of water reflecting on your mm-hmm. upbringing, but this, this was different in that. And it kind of was disconnected from the set in a number of ways too just kind of sat mm-hmm. there as this telling mm-hmm. as if he had this this great kind of wild story he wanted to share with people and then mm-hmm. that to me like started making me think like wow yeah i guess it's true if you look at catholicism especially like from an outside perspective there are so many stories of the miraculous so many appearances mm-hmm. these stories of saints that are that are so mm-hmm. vivid and otherworldly and point mm-hmm. to something beyond like our surface level that i, I guess it would be like you know it's a, it's fair. It's good, like fertile ground for comedy. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. And, and I think the, the, I mean, I think the key, the key thing with, with Gaffigan and, and that story in particular is, is that it never, it never goes below the belt and it never, yeah. Like sort of, um, appeals to, um, uh, this, this sort of secular, I mean, as much as, I mean, Gavigan's whole thing, right, is, is part of it is, is just like, I, I'm sort of absurd where this is all sort of absurd, but but it never moves outside of the, you know, sort of mainstream uh, uh, realm. Uh, it's it's never something like, isn't that weird? Isn't this, it's, it's, it's just part of um, who he is. And, and it's sort of, and when you think about it, like between that and, you know the the thing he the thing he does uh, about God in relation to like you know the plagues and you know the re, you know COVID and all of those things and then talking about the funerals and and that really really wonderful bit about you know how Catholics are at funerals with the with the you you know how how that we'd say a prayer that goes like this one Mississippi two Mississippi you know that that whole thing um, uh, just you know, wonderfully, um, uh, nothing, you know, groundbreaking or what have you, but just, but just really. And so it, 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 it's running through this thread of, of faith is, is running through the whole set and you're not even, I mean, that the, the Guadalupe piece is the Guadalupe bit is a bit, um, as you say, sort of stands out, but it's, it's always there. So there is always this, it, 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 it does sort of stand out, but at the same time, it's consistent with um, 
you know, thematically, like there is this, 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 this faith and family, you know, that, that sort of are always right there with his work. Yeah. And he's able, I think so skillfully, like again, in this special and others too, like, as we're saying, like, to, he's not like a Catholic comedian, you know, you could have again, no. those church conferences, people who go and like, they, oh, they are yeah. like, or yeah. even I think of that way of like kind of Catholic pop music or Christian pop music, oh, oh, as yeah, opposed yeah. to like musicians or comedians mm -hmm. who are Christian or Catholic and that informs their work. Mm -hmm. And so that you see that come through. And again, he's able mm -hmm. to be playful with it, um, but mm -hmm. never, never tearing it down. Um, but again, also able to, to kind of poke fun. And it feels like, again, he's in the family. And so like any of like the joking, it, it lands because it's it's not someone like, again, yeah. lobbing yeah. grenades or something. Yeah. And I mean, it, you know, comedy, I mean, it's. I was talking with a, a friend of mine who's a stand-up last week and we were talking about like, various various things with 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 it and and i mean the the one thing with stand-up is is that it is you know it is you you know like it's a part of you and and even if it's a constructed persona or what have you um you're you're a part of it and so to to it, it's a part of who he is. And so of course it's going to deflate. I mean, in the same way that, I mean, you could argue, you know, talking about, um, and I'm not necessarily comparing it, but like the way that people w would make claims about Tolkien's Catholicism or faith influencing his writing and, and stuff like that would at the same time, not it necessarily being like <clears throat> robustly at the forefront, but that you can't, it's a, but to, that it's, 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 it's always there because he's always there, you know? Right, right. Yeah, no, I think about there's a Flannery O'Connor quote that I think about a lot, which to paraphrase is that like, faith is like the, um, the light by which you see, but it is mm -hmm. not, it's not what you see. And it's not a substitute, mm -hmm. not a substitute for seeing. Um, but yeah. that you can kind of is directing and how you make sense of things and, and, mm -hmm. and kind of what you notice and what you choose to, to pull mm -hmm. out. And, uh, and again, I think like watching a stand-up comedian and he, so many of his jokes, like call back to other ones, but there is that sense oh, of really yeah. good performers where it feels like they're just kind of up there telling funny stories that come mm -hmm. to their mind, but thinking mm -hmm. of like how carefully crafted everything is mm -hmm. and how many drafts and, and how things uh, yeah. fit together. I think that that's probably mm -hmm. as a, as a standup, do you feel like that is something that is maybe not always appreciated that again, it always comes off as sort of natural, but like the, the, um, the care to which each, everything you're saying and how you're saying it is, is, um, structured and, and planned. Yeah, no, I, th I think definitely, um, I I sometimes don't don't think about it, and I have to remind, like especially looking at the, like Gaffigan because that's a, a big part of his 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 persona is presenting as, you know, uh, not really. I shouldn't say not prepared, but that that there there isn't a question of like that this is really well thought out or well constructed or, right. or that 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 this has been you know, but yeah, like the reality. I, I actually think about it sometimes when I was working on my. Um, uh, doctorate in Ireland, people were like, "Oh, are you going to be doing, um, you know, stand up while while you're there?" And I was like, "No, because the, you know, people, <laughs> I was like, you have to work out a set, you right. know, like it's not just going up and standing, and like basically you have to work out a set, and you have to, you know, I was like, I don't even have ten minutes right now, and to, to do ten minutes means I have to go to 
open mics and work through material and and some of it will work and some of it won't marvelous miss mazel does sort of a good job of like explicating um you know the process of of, of like building developing a whole uh, a set but it takes work and even yeah once you have something it has to be refined and you rework it and sort of try to um find it and so the the great thing about gaffigan would be is that yeah it never appears that there's any work being done whatsoever like it's just sort of yeah coming from the top and i mean that's that's by design and that's also uh why he can do what he can do why he can say the things he can say in a way that that um it, it's all you know it's it's all part of the 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 what he wants uh, to give to his audience and, and the, the product he's selling. I hate using that language, but yeah. Sure. So Gaffigan is maybe one of the most, certainly the most prominent now, like kind of Catholic stand-up who brings those, those things into it. Though John Mulaney, uh, if not as observantly Catholic, we mentioned earlier, is certainly formed uh, in mm-hmm. the church. His parents are very active Catholics. Um, and I think of just like the Jesuit educated comedians and um, mm-hmm. this list includes, so those two, like Nick Kroll uh, and Mike Birbiglia, two other guys who also went to Georgetown. So like their big four, Amy Polder oh, went to I- Boston College, Bob Newhart, mm-hmm. Loyola Chicago, Bill Murray went mm-hmm. to Jesuit high school and then a bit of Jesuit college. Chris Farley went mm-hmm. to Marquette. George Went from Cheers is double Jesuit mm-hmm. educated. Keegan-Michael Key went to University of Detroit Mercy. Colin Jost, Regis High School. Mm-hmm. Great Sam Richardson went to high school, Jesuit high school in Detroit. Nathan Lane went to St. Peter's Prep. There's just so many Jesuit educated in particular. And that's not including Mm -hmm. like the Catholic ones who are not Jesuit educated. Why? Mm -hmm. So for you, like, why do you think that is? Why are there so many? And like, I guess one, like a cynical answer that would just stop the conversation would be, well, there are a lot of Jesuit educated people. So we're going to have a lot of Jesuit educated comedians. I guess that's true in some degree, but I am curious, is there something distinctive about a Jesuit education or about Catholicism more broadly that leads us to really funny artists um, who who do this work? Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about all this? I'm sure you've reflected on I, it. Yeah, yeah, no, I have. And it's sort of interesting as as a, as someone who was not Jesuit educated either in high school or undergrad. Um, I had the Christian Brothers for high school and then I went to, to state school, but um, but have now taught both at the high school level and now at the university level at Jesuit institutions for for a significant amount of time. I think, you know, what I actually and it's sort of something that I envy uh, in those my friends, colleagues who were, you know, from went to a Jesuit high school and stuff. There's there's a level of of, of confidence, uh, self confidence and esteem um, that that I have sort of noticed. And again, this isn't you know I'm making sort of generalizations, um, but there is a level of self confidence and esteem um, that comes from uh, I think especially the high schools, but also the universities of coming out of. Um, those institutions and feeling very much like, um, you know, whether you, whether you want to be or not, people are looking out for it for, you know, are really concerned about you developing as a human being, um, uh, not just as, um, uh, you know, not whatever, you know, not just about, it's not about grades or, or, or whatever else that, that there's a, there is a concern, um, that the whole, person sort of um uh is cared for and in turn then um i i just think that that then this leads to a 
<clears throat> part of it too would be the 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 way in, in our schools we do um you know there there is the faith element is is very much there but at the same time that it's 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 a critical lens and um i think that there, there's never there's never this question of, of of blind faith um it's always like a faith that that needs to be questioned and so i think when that's put to you you know at 14 15 years old um that the, the you know questioning of of big things questioning of of of, of meaningful things but then also questioning of of you know, uh, institutions and, 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 and why we, why we do what we do. I think that lends itself to, to, um, uh, a way, a particular way of looking at the world that, that, um, uh, is perhaps a bit more thoughtful. And then as you, as you're going sort of forward, um, you start to, uh, uh, you, you know, you just begin to examine the world more critically and everything. And, and so there is that critical lens, um, that I think well, is fostered in our institutions. And I'm not, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many other variables in, involved in, in, in that, like, cause I could, I, uh, um, but you think of, I, I think of, I love Bob Newhart. He's, he's one of my big heroes and, and his stand up and, and, um, uh, you know, his f- phone calls with, with, with God and, and all of those, those sorts of things are really, um, just, just, you know, it moving out. Uh, I, 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 what's, what's the word I want to look for? Oh, um, here would be the thing I would say. Um, yeah. And then just the, 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 in terms of, yeah, being imaginative and, and going forward. And I think all of it just lends itself to, to that, but I think like sort of self-confidence met with a matched with a, a sort of critical, um, I, at a very young age, like, so going into like university and stuff, there's, there's already a head start. And that's when I think that sort of stuff begins to sort of rise up. I mean, co- comedy is a young, a young man's game, a young person's game, excuse me. And, uh, um, and I think that sort of, we give our students oftentimes a head start in terms of that sort of thing. So they sort of see very early that, Hey, um, I can do this. And, and it sort of lends itself to that. Yeah, I think about like even the tradition of Jesuit school theater, you know, you go back mm-hmm. long enough to the early days of the society. Mm-hmm. I think if you depending on like what history you read, uh, often Jesuits mm-hmm. kind of credited with starting the school play, right? Like the high school play mm-hmm. as like using as like a teaching to yeah, for rhetoric and, you mm-hmm. know, the public speaking pieces and whether then maybe like yeah. liturgical involvement, but the idea of like kind of mm-hmm. being up in a community and, and kind of sharing um, whether mm-hmm. it's sharing your own beliefs or opinions on something or just mm-hmm. like presenting a, a scene in a show, or I can see how kind of in the, like the kind of history of Jesuit pedagogy in which like those pieces are significant that that could lead then to people who like, yeah, naturally it's like, okay, like, you know, I'm used mm-hmm. to, I'm used to this. I, I mean, used to, and I've also, I've been encouraged to, to not, um, shy away, but to like make, mm-hmm. make my view known to engage to listen and uh, again those things to me all seem like they would be important yeah 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 i think that that idea of like i mean i think it's yeah to use a language like you know contemporary sort of phrasing of it i think we empower our 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 students at a young age so that they don't necessarily question 
um, they feel very much like they have something to, we, we sort of, yeah, build up that idea that I have something to say and, and it's worth being heard. And I think that that also, yeah, is, is a big part of that. Yeah. I do want to, to ask you now about your own vocation story and a bit about your own, your own story of how you, you know, as a stand-up comedian, as an actor, as someone doing uh, improv, and then now as a, a Jesuit priest, how you see those things coming together, these different parts of your identity. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. curious about like, yeah, that process of integration for you. And if you could tell us a little bit about that, was that an easy thing um, for you to, to bring those pieces of yourself together? Or what was that experience like of integrating? Uh- yeah, you know, it's sort of, I mean, it's it's interesting, yeah, because so I, I, I you know, grew up and, and went to Catholic schools and was raised Catholic, but very, very sort of nominally, and I didn't believe in God after like 14, 15, and um, that went on until well into my late 20s, I think, uh, and after undergrad, which I got my degree in theater, I wound up doing a... Um, I wound up getting involved in the improv and sketch scene in Chicago, which is very, um, you know prominent uh community and and doing that for yeah like about five years and and somewhere in there not going to go into to to all the gory details but uh sort of refound my faith or or found my faith for the first time maybe no i refound my faith i i was i was a believer when i was a kid but um and and found it on sort of my own terms and and blah 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 and then i don't know at some point yeah, that idea of, 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 of a vocation came in. And as I said, I wasn't educated by the Jesuits. So those weren't, they weren't like, yeah, I'm going to be a Jesuit. I, I was not with the diocese. And then somebody suggested, um, you know, that I might want to think about religious life, not Jesuits in particular. And so, and they were, and, and the person said to me, it was like a, um, someone for the archdiocese. They're probably just trying to get like just pushed me away like yeah you might want to think about something not us uh and uh but they said you know but just go with the orders that you know you're already familiar with i was like okay i'm not really but i knew like franciscans dominicans and then i remembered when i was an undergrad i had taken my first film studies class i took for the final um paper uh our teacher was like you can write on any film and I was like, ha And so I wrote on The Exorcist and I wrote on The Exorcist because I could never get through it as a kid. And mm. I was like 19 years old. And I was like, like, it was some sort of like, it was like my Kilimanjaro moment or, or whatever. Mm. You know, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to watch this entire movie. I'm going to make myself watch this entire movie. And not only once, but multiple times because I have to write on it. Uh, so I did. And the one thing I pulled from that movie, if nothing else, was that the priests in it were Jesuits. And so then when I'm like thinking about, you know, vocation and considering, I'm like, oh, <laughs> Jesuits, they're like, they're exorcists. That's kind of cool. Um, yeah, uh, because I am I am in no way stable enough to be an exorcist. <laughs> uh, like nobody's ever asked me uh, and that will never be, I will never be asked. Um, but that was how I met the Jesuits. So it came in. And the thing with the Jesuits, though, was I remember I met them for the first time at Loyola Chicago and... Uh, I had a, I was invited for a, you know, just to have dinner in the Jesuit community, um, just to meet everyone. And um, when they found out that I did comedy, they were like so excited by it. And I was really surprised by that. Like I did not, I, I just assumed like, you know, I was going to have to give, you know, just like that. Oh, that's my old way of life. You know, I'm very like thinking I'm going to, you know, be like a desert father and, and 
what have you. And, and, and they were like really keen on it and I wasn't expecting that. And, um, so when I ultimately went with them, yeah, like sort of integrating it, like I, I did the novitiate and in novitiate, you're just sort of in this bizarre sort of world. So there wasn't any of that. But then when I went into first studies, uh, I was in New York and I started doing comedy again. And it was sort of, um, it was interesting. I mean, it was, and it, and it has, like you say, it's like, it, I think um, the Jesuits have always encouraged it um, and always wanted me to, to continue to pursue it. I've always been more reluctant, um, I, you know, and I, I'm sure there's, I, I, I could probably, <laughs> my therapist could probably tell you why that is. Um, but I've always been, well, and I think it's just because it's, it's, I think getting on stage for anybody is always like, I'm always looking for reasons not to do it. Uh, like, oh, uh, cause then that means I have to go on stage and, uh, you know, just nerves and, and stage fright and all of that stuff, which are natural. But um, I feel like I- I've been doing a bit um, of standup over the past couple of years specifically. And it's, 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 uh, I really have enjoyed it. I really, it's not a matter of, uh, yeah, maybe it is like, um, because yeah, I, I do now get it. And I think the difficult thing for me at the beginning too, which I, which I failed to mention was that when I did like improv and sketch and, and stand up, cause I did do stand up before I was a Jesuit, I was pretty dirty and dark, dark, very dark. Uh, I was a member of a company called the annoyance theater in Chicago and, uh, it's, it's, you know, it, it, and so it wasn't just a matter of like, I mean, the, the, I had to sort of change my content, which now has, you know, it's now, it's not an as, as issue or stress. I'm just no longer in those places mentally or, or spiritually or whatever. So it's, mm. it's no longer an issue, but I think my first couple of years of like, oh, I've got, you know, sort of re- rethink my bits, change my bits, do, do, you know, like I can't, oh, this wasn't really um, uh, 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 appropriate. Uh, that, 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 that for, there was a couple of years, I think of awkwardness in terms of like really having to be deliberate about um, withholding. And now, you know, after however many years and formation and stuff, it's just, I'm not that in that place anymore. Yeah. So like, how is it different besides, you know, like certain content you might not talk about, but like, Mm -hmm. if you look back at like, even how you approached it or what you wanted Mm -hmm. to communicate or being on stage before Mm -hmm. you were a Jesuit. And then now can you like, what are some of the ways that your vocation like has informed your comedy or affected it? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think, and I think, you know, and that's, that's, that's a big part of it right there. And, And that was in part why I sort of was like, was considering the priesthood in the first place was because I was really getting, I didn't really know why I was, I I shouldn't say I didn't know why, but I sort of questioned everything about comedy. The life of a comedian can be, and for many of them is, is very difficult because it's, it's unstable and, and it's, it's, it's very um, transient and, and there's just a lot of elements to it. And it was really hard for me. Uh, at times. And then there was always just sort of the questioning of why am I doing this? And do I even like doing this? And and then the question became, am I just doing this because I want to be famous and all of these sorts of things. Um, and I think then that too was a part of it, like going into the Jesuits and, and doing all this stuff was because I was like, I don't even know if I actually like this. I don't know if I like it and I don't know why I do it and, and 
all of this stuff. And so now I can say however many years later, uh, yeah, it's very different. And I can say now that um, it gives uh, people joy. And, and, and when I do it now, I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm doing it to, like for fundraising or, or, you know, for other for other causes. Um, you know, I, I my any fee I get, it goes to my community. And, and so it's, it's, it's obviously not for that. It's certainly not for fame. Um, but there is an also a recognition of like, uh, you know, like, oh, this is what, what I'm, you know, sort of, sort of, um, there's a reason to do it, you know, and, and that I have this gift. Um, it's always weird to say that when you're a comedian, because some, there's always somebody who doesn't think you're funny. So, <laughs> and you're always thinking of that for, oh, I sure. am, I'm always thinking of that, well, that person doesn't think it's a gift, you know, like right. such and such, you know? Um, so, so it's always wary of saying, I have this gift. I'm so funny. And no, you're like not funny at all. So, um, but I, people, some people think I'm funny. And so, um, when I'm invited to do those sorts of things, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different thing. And, and, um, uh, but I think, and you might've touched on this. I think you touched on this earlier. I can't remember if it was before, before, um, or not, but just the idea of the difference between like, um, you know, like Christian rock versus like, you know, a, a Christian, like you too, Christians who do, who, you know, make rock music, who are not, you know, it's not, they're not making Christian rock per se. Um, and so that's always sort of my hesitation uh, has been with the like, comedy is like not really wanting to do like Christian rock comedy, wanting to do like wanting to be a Catholic who, uh, a Christian who, who um, does comedy, um, period. And, um, but at the same time, like, you know, Jim Gaffigan, like being able to, um, you know, you know, in no way trying to deny uh, who I am and what I do. So in addition to, I think, informing the way you approach performing, your mm -hmm. vocation has obviously informed the way you receive and um, analyze, write about um, culture. Mm -hmm. film and TV shows, theater. We've been talking, we talked before we started recording it, you had just finished your, mm -hmm. your dissertation uh, and your, your doctorates. So congratulations uh, this past summer. Thank you. Uh, Trinity College Dublin and, and film studies uh, and now are mm -hmm. teaching film at Loyola Marymount. Mm -hmm. um, and that you wrote your dissertation on uh, the depiction of priests in, in Irish film. And yeah. so curious too, like the perspective of as a, as a Jesuit, Kind of mm. taking in a lot of culture today and watching mm. and watching shows, movies, seeing the way that faith is depicted. We talked about how Gaffigan himself mm. presents himself as a, a person of faith within his standup, but then obviously, and we talked, you've written about shows like Dairy Girls, which is on Netflix, mm -hmm. um, Fleabag, a show of a, mm. in which a priest is <clears throat> presented. Um, so yeah, just curious too, like how your vocation then has informed your life as a critic as a scholar mm -hmm. kind of looking at these things and, and what you have, uh, yeah. What are you most interested in and, and looking at those places, the way that, um, you know, say priests are depicted in, in film. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of, a, I mean, I didn't even realize, cause I originally started my, my dissertation was originally supposed to be about depictions of religion in, in, in Irish film uh, and Catholicism. 
And of course, having it in my supervisor was like, okay, yeah. And then, you know, eventually she's like, you're going to have to narrow this down, which I, yeah. So I had to narrow it down and then it be, and then I sort of chose the priest uh, because he's sort of, you know, this emblematic figure that, that works really well. Um, but it also like there came many points cause I'm of Irish heritage and have, you know, family there and, and, and everything still. And, uh, but so then it occurred to me, I was like, wow, this seems like the most ultimate and navel gazing, um, uh, <laughs> scholarship, like uh, an Irish priest, look at the depictions of them and see it, uh, seemed very, um, narcissistic, but, uh, what I, what I, 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 I am just sort of, um, I've always been sort of interested. I mean, and, and, and I would be lying if I said that, that it didn't, you know, like watching like the bells of St. Mary with my grandma, who was Irish when I was a kid, didn't, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say that's why I became a priest, but it sort of certainly gave me a nice, you know, a warm, fuzzy look at, at what it meant to be a priest. And so I've always been, you know, sort of interested in, in, um, depictions of, of religion and, and particularly Catholicism, because it's, it's what I grew up with. And, and I would say now, so what, what I'm always interested in most particularly is, is authentic depictions. And that doesn't necessarily, I mean, whether for better or for worse. Um, and so something like Dairy Girls or, or Gaffigan's humor, like it, it really sort of, I, I'm familiar with, with, with that Catholicism. I'm familiar with those sorts of people, you know, and, and, um, uh, I, 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 I appreciate that. Um, I'm not, you know, I, I have no writing a dissertation on cinematic depictions of the priest in, in, in Ireland in the, over the past 30 years, I, I, I'm certainly very much used to negative depictions and, and justifiably so, you know, the uh, church did a lot of damage in, in Ireland and in the United States. And, and I, I don't want to look away from that or, avoid that or, or not acknowledge that. Um, but I also sometimes, uh, I shouldn't say, but I also sometimes, um, I, I feel, uh, I, it's just the level of authenticity, um, that, that, that comes into play that, that I, that I find interesting and, and it is, it, and, and just what goes into these depictions that makes them. So you have Dairy Girls, which is uh, Northern Ireland in the 90s uh, with the trouble still uh, occurring. And, and you know, it, it, the film, the show itself just just such a wonderful job of juxtaposing like, you know, the, the, the absolute absurd mon- mundaneness of teenage girl existence um, on, over the backdrop of basically like... Um, you know, a, a civil war, um, and, and, and sort of captures that, that tension, um, beautifully. And, and then what part does Catholicism play? And, and it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's very much a part of these people's, um, existence and lives, but it's not, it's not romanticized. Um, and they actually have a hilarious, like their priest is speaking of narcissistic priests. Um, but then that's balanced too by the, the the religious sister who's sort of literally the voice of reason for the entire show, like sort of calls out everything all the time. And and so it's it, it's just to me um, um, interesting uh, in in what can be done. And and I just I guess for me, my only um, 
you know, gripe would be when I feel like it's sort of lazy, like, and it's just, you know, lazy depictions, like lazy characterizations, whether that be for, you know, the good or the bad, um, you know, sort of just like making a priest a villain because it's easy to do. It's really, you know, um, I believe John Michael McDonough, who directed uh, Calvary, um, talked about that, you know, he's like, I wanted to make a film about a priest. He's like, but I wasn't interested in making, he's like, there's nothing interesting to me about making a film about, you know, a villainous priest or a bad priest. He said, wanted to make a film about a good priest in the current situation, which is not one that's good. And, and, and so that, that sort of thing um, is interesting to me. Studying all this and kind of immersing yourself in it, and then also celebrating mass, the liturgy mm -hmm. itself, which is quite theatrical. Do you ever mm -hmm. like find yourself drifting into like feeling like you're playing a character, or or do you have you do you separate those pieces out? Like, I'm just curious about how you kind of remain attentive to uh, the liturgy while also being someone who has studied the the role of the priest in yeah. cinematic liturgy. Yeah, yeah, no, that's an interesting thing. And yeah, just a background of performance. It's, it's, it's there. It's sort of an interesting thing, though, because actually, uh, I think it was my ordination, my good friend, Dory, uh, she, she's not, not, not Catholic has, has really no background in Catholicism at all. And so she went to my ordination, which was this very elaborate thing as ordinations often are and and she and Dory and I were friends, our friends from comedy and, and, and performing and, and she said, she's like, oh my gosh, she's like, it really is like showbiz, isn't it? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, it, when you're so used to something, you don't really think about it too much, but hearing it from like sort of an outside voice, I was like, yeah, I guess so. Um, I think, um, I, yeah, I would just say, you know, for me, the, the big thing is always before I preside, um, and I hope I never lose this, this sort of grace, which is like, I just want to pray this mass, you know, and, and really, and I can get, find myself getting distracted in, in, in terms of how am I saying it. Um, but I never, I don't ever have a sort of thing of where I feel like I'm playing a role per se. I, I always, you know, that that's never an issue. Sometimes I'll get caught up in how I'm saying things during it. Like, Oh, hit, hit this more. Um, hmm. Uh, and then I'll sort of catch myself and be like, get back, you know, get back to God, get back to God, basically. And, and I mean, I'm so I'm very blessed because until you brought, mentioned that and I it's cool that you did, but it's it's actually something like, oh, no, I'm actually that that has not uh, been an issue. Um, I It's sort of funny, too, because I, I don't really I'm not averse to like the pageantry mm -hmm. of 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 the liturgy, but I both it's not. <laughs> It's not that the, it just has never been okay. Like I have a lot of friends who are do liturgy and do it very well. And, and I would like to do liturgy well, but, but I'm also sort of not at the, I'm not the guy who's, who's, who's leading the way. Uh, I sort of, um, let things, right. <laughs> I just sort of let things happen. Sure. So, yeah. So maybe just for a final question, it could leave folks with a recommendation. Mm -hmm. So we've mentioned a few comedians and shows mm -hmm. and movies, um, but just as someone, again, you're taking all this in and have been writing about it mm -hmm. and thinking about it a lot. Anything else, uh, maybe more recent stuff that, that's out there that um, listeners of the podcast might want to, to search out uh, who are interested in, in some of these themes we've been talking about? Oh, gosh. Uh, that's... that's uh... Oh, Jeannie Mac. Um, 
let me think. Sorry, I put you on the um, spot. No, no. I mean, you know, oh, you know what? I'll just say this is sort of talking about, if we're talking about Irish film and this actually, there's no priest in it or anything, but just in terms of Irish film, I would highly recommend uh, the film, The Quiet Girl. It's an Irish language film. Uh, and I believe it's, I, I, I'm not going to try to pronounce it. And it's all in Irish, but it's, it's, I, I, it, there's subtitles and I, I would just, it's, it's a lovely film because it's, it's, uh, it's like a, to quote Madonna, it's like a prayer. It's, it's just a beautifully, um, slowly paced, just lovely meditation on love. Um, and on, and it, 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 for myself as someone who, you know, st- d- studies Irish film, it was such a lovely tonic to the Banshees of Inisherin, which I thought was a g- wonderful film and worthy of all its stuff, but it's a very cynical, um, violent, uh, harsh film. And, and then you have the Irish girl, which was nominated for the best international film, which used to be the foreign language category. Um, uh, but I, I would just recommend anybody check that out. Cause it's, it's, it's just so consoling, lovely. It's, 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 it's just wonderful. So I can't speak highly enough about that, about it. Well, Father Jake Martin, thank you so much for that recommendation, all the other ones, uh, and taking the time uh, to kind of dig into some of these themes with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. AMDG is a production of the Jesuit Conference of Canada and the United States and recorded at our headquarters in Washington, D.C. The show is edited by Marcus Bleach. Our theme music is by Kevin Lasky. The Jesuit Conference communications team is Marcus Bleach, Eric Clayton, Megan Leach, Becky Sindelar, and me. Connect with the Jesuits online at jesuits.org, on Twitter at Jesuit News, Instagram at We Are the Jesuits, and facebook.com slash jesuits. Sign up for weekly email reflections by visiting jesuits.org slash weekly. If you or someone you know might be called to discern a vocation with the Jesuits, connect with a Jesuit vocation promoter at beajesuit.org. Drop us an email with questions or comments at media at jesuits.org. You can subscribe to AMDG on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as St. Ignatius of Loyola may or may not have said, go and set the world on fire. Thank you.